Aloha, welcome to Succeed with Soul. I'm Natasha Lindor, your guide to gathering the courage to be who you really are. Get ready to lead, love, and live on your terms. I have a very, very special guest today. Every once in a while, you meet someone who you realize is going to be, or maybe you don't realize at the moment, but they're going to be a really important person in your life. And today, I have with me one of those very special people. This woman that I have here today is someone who is, in a lot of ways, my soul mom. She, I met her at a time when my life was just, my love life was on life support. And she helped me realize my connection and love for myself and helped me feng shui my place and just open my eyes to a different way of succeeding in life. And I am forever grateful to Paulina McCarthy, who is our guest today. And she is a wonderfully talented woman with so many gifts and blessings that she gives and offers to the world. Professionally, she specializes in self-awareness, healing, transformation, and awakening. And she does um, energy healing, numerology, coaching, manifestation work, radical forgiveness, mediumship feng shui, and so much more. And some of these things you may not have heard of before. So I'm really excited to introduce you to my my own personal coach, my, one of my role models and my soul mom in a lot of ways, Kalina McCarthy. Kalina, thank you so much for joining us here today. Aw, thank you so much, Natasha. You're making me blush. (laughs) Oh, good morning, sweetheart. It's so nice to be here with you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yes, it really is an honor to have you here because, you know, you you listening have seen and heard my journey to finding love and being here in Hawaii and Kalina is mm. the person who has been on this journey with me in a lot of ways from the very beginning before I even even knew that I'd be happily ever after here in Hawaii doing this work. So yeah. Kalina, how did you get started in this amazing work that you're doing today? Was it something that you just oh. knew right off the bat or was something that organically unfolded? How did you get on your path to succeeding with soul? Uh, Oh, gosh. Well, I wish it had been something I had known when I was in college. (laughs) But (laughs) unfortunately, you know, uh, my life comes with the story of the wounded healer. Uh, Mm -hmm. Many of us who are in the business of counseling or healing um, have a powerful transformational healing journey of their own to tell. and. that happened to me. I was in my mid-30s, uh, married with three children, living in a beautiful home in a beautiful neighborhood, and thought I should be happy, but I wasn't. I was miserable. Mm. And then I, um, and then I had a really serious, well, life-threatening health crisis. And while I was in the hospital recovering, I had a guardian angel come to me. 
and tell me mm. that what I needed to do was change my life. And that started mm. with leaving my bad marriage. How did you know that it was a guardian angel who came to you? Like, how were you connected at that level at that time in your yeah. life? Or Good question. Right. So I was born psychic. And mm. as a child, um, I would play in the backyard and I would have conversations with my grandmother. And this is, uh, these are memories going back, back to about the age of four and five. And my grandmother had already passed over, uh, so had my grandfather. And um, I would have conversations with them in the sandbox in my backyard, and I thought that mm -hmm. was normal. And my parents were so open that they really supported me sharing these stories. And um, wow. so, I, yeah, I was born a psychic um, at, with the extra ability to communicate with loved ones who had crossed over. So. My whole lifetime, I was very in touch. And so when I met my guardian angel, um, I just, this was the first time seeing uh, my guardian angel with my physical eyes. So that was a brand new experience and really powerful. And I wow. knew that the message. Yeah. While you were in this time of, uh, must have been really scary, you know, when you're in the hospital and then how comforting to be able to see this presence that's been with you for so long. Oh, gosh. Yes, yes. Uh, really good point. I was very afraid. I didn't want to die. I had just given birth to um, my baby daughter. Mm -hmm. And I had so much to live for and look forward to. Uh, so, yes, my guardian angel coming through really gave me great comfort. And really great wisdom. I knew when he said that I needed to make drastic big changes in my life, he said in order to save my life or I would die. And wow. I knew that was true. And it might sound kind of scary, but actually I felt really excited because <laughs> I had powerful confirmation that my intuition that I had been receiving over the last few years about my marriage and my life Somebody's showing up now, my guardian angel, and saying, yes, you must do this now. And sure enough, wow. I was diagnosed with pre-cancer uh, in two different places. And over oh the next few years, I had to have a couple of uh, surgeries. Uh, but then I, I slowly began to start making changes with the support of people who do the work I do now. And wow. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I I did the traditional route of psychotherapy and worked with some really wonderful people who helped me really get in touch with my love for myself and my own hopes and dreams and desires. I had been living a lifetime of I was a people pleaser, Natasha. You know, I was. I was living my life for my children, my husband, my parents, my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I hadn't been in touch with those things inside myself, and they helped me reach that. Yeah, I think definitely we can, I can totally relate to that, you know, in terms of people pleasing yeah. and, you know, kind of getting, losing, losing myself in that process. And, you know, you listening, I know that 
it can be easy to get in that trap as well. So Kalina, these, mm-hmm. these, these people that you worked with helped you to get in touch with the love for yourself and what happened, mm-hmm. what started opening up for you as you got in touch with this love for yourself and recognizing that you were, you know, had this pattern going on. Freedom. Mm. You know, when you live your life for everybody else and pleasing others, you sort of create this cage that you live inside of. And the cage looks and sounds like you should do this, you should do that. All the while inside, you're not feeling it. You're not feeling the desire for doing that. or You're not feeling the power of doing that. You sort of surrender your own desires and your own power, which winds up putting you in this cage. And so when I, I like started that. opening up, well, oh, thank you. That cage of shoulds, being caged by the shoulds. Yes, yes. It becomes, you know, you, you put yourself inside this self-imposed prison. And nobody's told you to be this way. We do that to ourselves because we don't know better at the time. So these new teachers showed me a new way, helped me uh, get in touch with my own personal desires, my own personal truth, the things that make me feel really alive and juicy about life. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, just the juiciness of life started coming forward. And I was so much happier to be alive. And really, at that point, nothing much had changed yet. But I started seeing a whole new world. And so, Kalina, uh, this whole new world opened up to you just from you uh, getting in touch, just having this awareness. So nothing changed yeah. for you other yeah. than Isn't that your own. Yes. Wow. So mm-hmm. it's know, sort of like, it's sort of like the kaleidoscope clicked just a couple notches to the right. And all of a sudden the brilliant colors that were in that frame were my colors and oh, gave me power and gave me happiness. Yeah. That is so beautiful. So, and all this beauty, you know, it sounds so beautiful. You know, you got out of this cage, realized you were in this cage, got started to make the mindset shift to move out and start to make this click to see these beautiful colors. Sounds very beautiful for, you know, some, some of you might be listening and, and thinking, okay, this is, sounds wonderful, but what was, was there something scary about it for you? Were you, did you have, you know, did you have moments of um, being, doubting some of these people that you were working with? Did you, what kind of resistance did you come up against? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, really big fears and really big resistance. So, you know, I grew up in a, and I was still living in a conservative Midwestern town where people don't get divorced. And yes, this was back in the 90s. It wasn't too long ago. Um, but, you know, in these smaller conservative towns, this is the way it was. And I was in a very toxic marriage that I needed to get out of. That was the first thing I needed to do. 
it was very scary. It was, I was raised Catholic. I consulted a couple of priests who told me I was doing the wrong thing and making a mistake. This was the mindset of my family and my community and my friends at the time. So just Mm -hmm. simply making that shift was really scary and hard for me. Yeah, that Catholic guilt sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know you know, Natasha. Yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah. And and so right, I don't want it to make it sound easy. As much as all this power and brilliance of these beautiful colors were coming into my life, there was just as much fear and resistance among the people around me as I started changing my life, uh, as well as within me. I, I still had doubt. I had this powerful metaphysical experience of my guardian angel appearing to me and saying, you must change your life now or you're going to die. Um, wow. And yet I was still afraid. Yes. And uh, what helped me through the fear was reading lots of really great books, uh, self-help books, spiritual books, also working with all these wonderful teachers I had around me. Mm-hmm. And the psychology took me so far, um, but it still didn't answer a lot of my questions. Um, I'm Gemini. So um, I'm very inquisitive and curious, and my mind wants to know why and how. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. So... <laughs> I'm Gemini rising, so I'm, I I didn't know that about uh, you, that you're Gemini. I'm like, oh, that... <laughs> now yeah, there's yeah, we're... Here. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, honey. We're both June babies. And... <laughs> And so I wasn't getting, I, I feel like psychology got me onto steady ground and mm-hmm. uh, I had a, a firmer foundation under me, but I had so many other questions and insights I was looking for support with. So I started reading, reaching out to metaphysical teachers mm-hmm. like a numerologist. Um, and an astrologer, and a dream interpreter, um, and a energy healer. And oh, wow. finally, oh, this was like a breath of fresh air. Finally, I, I was moving into this new zone with my healing where I was, um, it felt like I was growing in leaps and bounds now with the wisdom mm-hmm. that I was um, opening up to and the tools I was given to use to help myself. It was a, it was a powerful new experience for me that actually was the catalyst for me stepping into this work that I'm doing now. Wow. The things that I learned, yeah, the things I learned from those metaphysical teachers were so powerful and exciting and just really highly transforming that I knew that's what I wanted to do to help other people like myself. So that's really cool how it sounds like these metaphysical teachers kind of turned that dial of that kaleidoscope even further. 
you know, as you kept kept on your healing journey, started with these self-help books and that kind of clicked a little bit more. And then the psychology and the psychotherapy, another dial, and then these um, metaphysical people, it sounds like maybe it was even more clicks of getting more color Mm -hmm. and brilliance into your life. Absolutely. Yep. That's exactly how it happened. What would you say to the people who are like skeptical, you know, like with psychotherapy and psychology, a lot of people are open to it, but still some people will kind of like poo-poo it. You know, I know that when I shared with my parents, when I was going through my recent healing time, when at the, at the very beginning of the healing, I was working with a therapist and they didn't understand that part of it. And then if I were to share with them, you know, the other parts of my healing journey, which was to work, you know, with you and working on the energetic part of it, you know, it's just like, whoa, what, what does that mean? Like what, how can that really help you? So what would you say to, to people who are skeptics? Well, I, I first of all want to say I understand. Um, you know, there's a stigma, not so much, not as much nowadays as, as there was even just 10 or 20 years ago, but there's still um, um, among some communities and cultures a stigma around working with a psychologist or a psychiatrist and it's that Mm -hmm. whole mental illness thing that just has this huge stigma around it which is so unfortunate because it is enormously helpful to pull us up out of the deep waters that we find ourselves you know that we find ourselves drowning in sometimes and there's really no other way to do it. I mean, people will say things like, well, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, <laughs> what if you can't find your bootstraps? <laughs> because your boots fell off when you were trying to save yourself from drowning in the water. I mean, uh-huh. there, there, there are points in life where we all need to throw up our hands and say, please help me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't care who you are. You could be the CEO of a corporation or, you know, um, if people from all walks of life, this is the human experience. When we live on this planet, we sign up for these really wild and crazy life challenges. And the whole purpose (laughs) of them, (laughs) I mean, we volunteered to come here because we knew that these challenges would help us grow our souls in powerful ways. Um, And we can't do it alone. We're not meant to do it alone. We're meant to reach Mm. out and ask for help. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. We're not meant to do it alone. No, we are social communal beings, and we are meant to be of service to each other and to ask for help when we need it. And that's something you did, you know, when you were going through your transformation, you know, really asking for help 
at whatever stage you were at, whether it was in the when you were having your health challenges, going to the hospital and doing what you knew at the time at every stage. It's not like at the very beginning you saw, okay, I'm going to jump over here and do the energy healing, but it was something that just organically unfolded for you with each step. Yes. And so what fears did you have? You know, did you have concerns as you were working through each of these different steps, like as you were looking at these self-help books or, you know, uh, starting to go down the road of numerology and astrology and these other parts to complement the psychotherapy you were doing? Um, Yes, uh, I did. I had huge fears. And I would say that my number one fear was trusting myself. Mm. And yeah, I think that's the number one fear most people bump into when they go through these big life challenges. And um, because we're not, this isn't something we in our culture are taught. We're taught to obey our parents. We're taught to um, follow the leadership of our spiritual religion or communities. We're taught to sit down and be quiet and sharpen your pencil in school. Mm-hmm. We, all of... <laughs> All, all of uh, the authority, we are taught through the way that we live in our society that our authority is outside of us. It's not inside of us. So what and advice? So, oh, no, please And go so ahead. I just wanted to, yeah, so I just wanted to say that what, what happens, the result of all of that is we learn to not trust ourselves inside. And Mm. we're never taught how to go inside and access our own internal wisdom and knowledge and desires. Mm -hmm. Actually, we're we're often taught that's wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, oh, that dream is silly. Or why are you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What would you say to someone who wants to trust themselves more you know so someone listening you know you listening right now and you're wondering wow that sounds really great I'm I lost my boot I I want to be able to pull myself up by my bootstraps my boot is floating somewhere else and I'm not sure what I want what would you say Kalina to help you know that person listening right now to help trust themselves yeah. more? Mm, very good question, Natasha. And the first thing I would recommend is that people get in touch with their own higher power mm. um, and ask your higher power, whoever that is. This isn't about uh, religion. It's uh, about, well, and it can be about religion, you know, from your own bringing Uh, your own upbringing, who is that person, that spiritual higher power or that spiritual helper you go to in your other times of need? Go to that being and pray for help and say, I know I need help. I'm feeling lost. Will you please guide me to the people who can help me here in my lifetime now? 
Mm. And then through the process, you know, we don't learn how to trust ourselves overnight. We, it, it's a process, especially if we've been, you know, uh, very ingrained in this whole idea of authority is outside of us and not inside of us. And so we need help other people to help show us that way. Mm-hmm. So, so that's great, you know, that getting in touch with your higher power and, and asking specifically for help that I, I just need, I know I need help. Can you guide me to find some help? But what about if, you know, let's say I didn't have a connection to any kind of higher power or, you know, I immediately start to shut down at the idea of higher power or feel that I don't deserve to be in connection to any kind of higher power. What, what could I do mm-hmm. to start trusting myself? Well, what I would say then is to go to the friends who you trust and feel safe with Mm. and talk to them about what you're going through and let them know um, you, you feel like you want some help. Do they have anybody they could recommend you could talk Mm. to or spend time with? You know, again, I'm going back to the whole community thing, and we don't do this alone. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe your friend has a book to recommend or a podcast to listen to or something, some sort of helpful resource. And mm-hmm. that's, again, going back to this idea that we're we're all in this together. So we need we to are. either reach out. Yeah. We need to reach out to our higher power, reach out to our friends or family members um, who we feel safe with and who we feel trust with. And that's really important because all of us have a lot of friends who, um, well, we might have some friends who we don't feel so safe with or we don't completely trust in our hearts and our souls. And we don't want to go to those people because then we'll just feel worse. It's really important mm-hmm. to go to the people you trust. And it might even be a boss or a colleague. Mm. Yeah, Someone you feel trust with. Mm-hmm. So it could be any area of your life. Whether sure. it's your I mean, higher power, divine power, someone that you can't see or an energy you can't see or feel, or someone that is already in your life, whether it's a friend, a colleague, a neighbor, someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, and sometimes it's safer to go to somebody you don't know. And mm. that's, why, that's why people um, will feel comfortable coming to me, for instance. Um, mm-hmm. They don't want to divulge their... Um, personal information, you know, the deepest secrets inside of themselves to people they know or people in their community because that feels a little too vulnerable or too scary. And that's okay. That's why people like me exist. <laughs> yes. Uh, and yes. and I, I actually reached out to somebody on a hotline, a 1-800 hotline at one point because in my very early 20s, that's where I was at. I didn't want to share it with anybody I knew. And so, um, 
re- reaching reaching out to people you already know and trust, or even to a stranger, you just you need to talk to somebody right now. So you just pick up the phone and call. And that's really if, great. If you if you feel better once you make that call, if you feel better once you hang up the phone after spending time with them on the call, that's the person for you. If you mm. feel the same or you feel worse, that's not the person for you. Mm, that's a so, good rule of thumb right there in terms of knowing whether someone's the right right connection for you based on how you feel after your interaction. Yes. And that's more mm-hmm. about trusting yourself too. Yeah. You know, trusting your body, you know, the feelings in your body. Do I feel uplifted? Do I feel lighter after this phone call being with this person? If the answer is yes, then then you trust that. And mm-hmm. and that's who you need to spend time with to help you. And if the answer is no, to trust that too. Yeah, then hang up the phone and, and find <laughs> another phone number to call. <laughs> Definitely trust that too. Yeah, you have to feel the knowing inside you, whether it's in your head or your heart or your body. Uh, just trust the knowing inside of you. Yeah, I remember when I first met you, um, so for for any of you who are who've been to Chicago, I went to a Ruby Room. It's this spa, but it's got some other different mm. things, uh, services available as well, like um, numerology. And there was um, an event there, and that's when I uh, met Kalina. And I just felt immediately connected. Like the, you, I think you were doing mm. a feng shui workshop. And I'd never yes, even heard I of remember feng shui that. before. <laughs> I was like, yeah. so you said, you mentioned something about, yeah, I can help you find a relationship. I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me uh, uh, do that. Cause I, was, I just felt this really warm connection and felt safe. And, um, you know, you've been part of my past since then. And, you know, one thing that I talk to people a lot is just like when you're on your healing journey, whatever it is, whether it's you know, healing from something major or even just something that you want to have more of in your life, whether it's a relationship or a better job and you're on your path to go find that. Going after your dreams is one of the most selfless things you can do. And a lot of people have resistance to this. So I was wondering if you could share how, you know, um, you and I, how, how you, um, not benefited, but you know how our relationship came full circle. You know, you've taught me so much and given me so much. I'm curious about what might have come to you in return as well. Oh my goodness. Yeah, really great question. Well, this really interesting thing happens when you're in the business of helping other people. And it reminds me a lot of parenting. I've raised three children. So as a parent, you believe you have this idea that you're the teacher and you're going to teach your little, you know, children um, all about life and all about love and all about everything. We see, we perceive that they're clean slates 
and we need to imprint all of this great wisdom we have onto our children. But a funny thing happens <laughs> very early on, even at the baby stage with the little kiddos, and that is that you quickly realize you are learning just as much from them as they are learning from you. Mm. And especially as they grow, these little kids give you these unbelievable lessons in life. And they're not really privy to it, right? They're just being little kids. But they're teaching you so many beautiful things. And the same thing happens when you're in a, in a counseling role with your clients. Um, this sort of magical thing happens where people show up um, in your counseling chamber with a lot of similar issues that you have yourself. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing, <laughs> and the funny thing that I'm I'm giggling about now is I'm remembering when you came back to me. You know, we hadn't seen each other a while, and. You called up and you said, I want to work on this soulmate thing with you. And <laughs> I had just broken up with my life partner of 13 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and I had, <laughs> I don't think I told you right at the time. No, I didn't know that. I remember that phone call thinking, okay, I guess I've got something new to work on here now. <laughs> And this is why Natasha is showing up in my life. <laughs> and and so this this happens all the time. And then specifically with you, Natasha, I I remember you sharing with me at the time that you were on some dating websites, and uh -huh. uh, we talked about that. And you mentioned okay, Cupid, and. Uh -huh. uh, and so I decided to check out OkCupid, okay and lo and behold, that's where my next life partner was. Oh, wow. We met. Yes. Yeah, because of you. That's one I had never heard of before. You know, I was on a <laughs> typical match or plenty of fish or whatever they are. And there was something about when you say OkCupid, okay it was like a bell went off in my head. I thought, oh, there's something there, and yeah, I wind up wound up finding my new life partner there, and he's not just a life partner. Jazz is my twin flame, my soulmate. He's he's my everything. It's an amazing relationship, like you have with yours now. Yeah, we we, we both. It's almost like we both came together at that time to have this all chemical magic happen and we both wind up finding these amazing guys <laughs> really yeah so yeah yeah that is really <laughs> awesome yeah I didn't know that 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 around the time when I had called and made the decision that I wanted to work on a soulmate that timing that's so fun you know life is really <laughs> beautiful in that way that magical um, right mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's really awesome. So, you know, you've, you've given us so much to, you know, so much really good, juicy information here to succeed with soul, to be able to lead, live, and love on our own terms in, in terms of trusting ourselves. And, yeah. you know, some, some tips to be able to do that, to get in touch 
with a higher power, not in this alone. You know, when, when you came into my life and I came into yours, it was, we're helping each other out. We're really all in community. And the idea mm -hmm. that we can help each other get out of our cages of shoulds or, you know, stop being in the trenches of these waters that aren't working for us by looking outside of ourselves um, to be able to come within ourselves, you know, whether it's a higher power or talking to someone that we trust and that we feel safe with and being just open, you know, being open to what's in front of us and working on yes. that part to get to the next level. Yes, yes. So, Kalina, do you have any, thank you so much for everything you've shared so far. Do you have, you know, what are your last parting words of wisdom? Hmm. I, I think that um, the thing that I would most like to leave with everyone is that we really do know deep within our hearts and our souls what is best for us and again to trust that knowing beyond anybody else's knowing or understanding or truth about who you are and what you need to do we mm -hmm. need to stay steady on the course of our own truth Mm. And we need to live according to our own truth. We are sovereign beings. We aren't here for anybody else other than ourselves. And mm. the more we stay in alignment with our truth, our wisdom, our happiness, our joy, our power, uh, we we live a rich, fulfilled, fulfilled life. And at the end of our life, we will have so many fewer regrets. Mm. And as we stay this course for ourselves, we, other, we also light the pathway for others to do the same in their lives. Mm. And this is where we get into, this is where we get into oneness. So as you are standing stronger in your truth and walking the path of your truth and your happiness, you touch my life and then give me more power to do that the same, the same way. And then this whole ripple effect starts going out. And mm -hmm. this is really what it's all about is we need to live the example um, no, we need to live our truth, and then what happens, it's, it sets an example, and it gives other people permission to do the same thing. And this is loving ourselves. This all goes back to love. Absolutely. The more, the more we live in love and we don't live in fear, the more empowered we are. And that gives other people per permission to live in love. And, and yes. gosh, can you imagine if everybody in the world lived this way, lived their truth, and walked the yes. path of love? It would be everyone, a whole different world. It really would be. It really would be. And, you know, thank you for lighting my path 
at, so I can light other people's path. And it's beautiful how you, your light, my, my, um, you know, living according to my truth enlightened, enlightened your truth and you enlightened you living according to your truth allowed me to live my truth. And it really yeah. is very beautiful. It was all fueled, a ripple effect fueled by love. So mm. can yeah. you tell us where to find you? Yeah. So for Thank those you. of us that are feeling connected to you and, and want more of your juicy wisdom. <laughs> Yes, so you can find me on the web at ColleenaMcCarthy.com. That's K-A-L-I-N-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y. And you can also find me on Facebook with the same name, Colleena McCarthy. Thank you so much, Colleena. So head on over to ColleenaMcCarthy.com or if you're on Facebook, connect with Colleena for just her, just being in her presence, even on virtual form, just so warm and loving. And I'm so thankful mm. that you made the time to join us today. I am so grateful to you and the work that you're doing and how you're lighting other people's path through with your own light. So thank you so much, Kalina. Oh, you're so welcome, Natasha. And I just want to very quickly say you've given me so many other gifts other than leading me to my next life partner. Oh. <laughs> and and I just want to say you are the most enthusiastic, joyful uh person that I work with. You are uh, oh, you bring wow. me so much <laughs> joy. Yes, your laughter and your lightness and you the other thing that I love about you is you do the work. You do the work. Yes. Um, so <laughs> people come work. to me or come to other healers and they want to be fixed, but we can't fix anybody. We light the path, and then you take that light, the pathway that we that I lit up for you, and you walk it yourself. And that's just so exciting as a counselor and a healer to see people do that for themselves. So. Um, and you do it beautifully, Natasha. That's that's the other thing. The other things you bring to me. So thank you. Oh, it's a joy working oh, with wow. you always. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kalina. That totally <laughs> made my day. And it's, it's proof to you. It's proof to you listening that doing the work. You really can. You by you doing your own work, you give so much more than you know. I, again, I had no idea the impact that I was making for Kalina. And mm. to know that as long as you stay true to you and you're leaving, living, leading, and loving on your terms, you are making more of an impact than you can ever imagine just by focusing on what's in front of you and doing the work and being true to who you are. So thank you again, Kalina. This is Natasha and signing so off. It is. Succeed, and so it is. This so it is. <laughs> this is Natasha signing off the Succeed with Soul podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you mm. liked what you heard or you have questions, join us. Uh, join me in the Facebook group in the Succeed with Soul Facebook group where I share insider information to help you live, lead, and love on your terms. Until next time, remember you always have a choice about how you create your success. 
leaning into Kalina's wisdom, follow your truth, trust yourself, and live according to your own truth so you can light the path of others as well as your own.